0: The people of sake actually brought me into sake. Back in 1988, this place was actually in Ginza on the main drag. At first it was kind of soy sauce, it was miso. To
1: the point where it actually changed my life. New Year's Day
0: 1989. Uh, Not just sake as a beverage, but all the culture and history and... Welcome, and thank you for once again tuning into this brand new episode of Sake On Air, the world's very first podcast dedicated entirely to expanding the dialogue around Japan's iconic beverages of sake and shochu. My name is Justin Potts, one of your band of regular hosts here on the show. And this week we are continuing with our Sake Vocab mini-series, with another fantastic guest, or I guess host, because he would be one of the band of regular host members here as well. Um, but I'm joined by uh, Sebastian Lemoine. Sebastian, how are you doing here this evening?
1: Yeah, and, and good morning to you, Justin, because we have uh, quite a time difference here. But um, I'm doing fine. Thanks very much.
0: Yeah, oh, thanks for thanks for staying up with me here, um, and I'm really uh, glad you were able to make time and that we're able to talk about this because uh, I was curious as to as to what word you would select. Uh, just so our listeners know, I you know we haven't been selecting the vocabulary for anyone; we've just been leaving it up to. Uh, our guest or our visitor uh, to select some, the word or the bit of vocabulary that they felt to be important or significant. And so, Sebastian, what did you select for us today?
1: Actually, I selected Genshu as a okay.
0: word. Okay, okay. Good, good. You're brave. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack there. Genshu, Genshu. It's you hear it a lot and a lot lately as well, too. I uh, feel like. Yeah,
1: that's that's right. I mean it's it's not an it's not a new world, and it's definitely yeah. not a new way of um, finishing, if I can use that word, finishing sure. a sake. Um but um nevertheless, I think it's important to know what what what, what is about what Genshu is and sure. What's, what's behind it. Um,
0: Great. So tell me, just to get, get us started here then, uh, just what's our dictionary definition of Genshu?
1: Well, uh, I will start with what it's made of as a word. So Genshu is made of two kanjis, two Chinese characters. Um, I'll start with the one, shu, uh, which basically means sake or alcohol. Uh, it's the same shoe as Nihon shoe or, or Seishu that our listeners would be familiar with. And the first part of the word gen is a, a Kenji or Chinese character that means many different things. Basically, um, one of the meanings is mido, but that's not the one we're looking at today. Um, the one we're looking at today is like it's primitive or, or row. I mean, hmm. not row as. Uh, unpasteurized or 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 uncooked but raw was really um uh, yeah i mean close to the to the original the original form and sure and what that word means for for sake is uh, undiluted <laughs> sure so i mean the, the, it's kind of a big jump but um genshu refers to a sake um, where there has been no water addition after the pressing of the mash, right? Uh, as far as I, as I know, but I, I, I may be wrong, I don't think there is a, a legal definition associated to it. Um, but it's definitely something that you you see on on the label and that the industry has, has adopted as a technical term to describe the sake.
0: Sure. And I guess it's, it's worth pointing out, I guess, then that just the fact that this term exists implies two things, right? One, that dilution is a thing that happens. Like just the fact that you have this term, it's it, it, it suggests that. And then the other being that if this is something that is added to the description, it's not there by default, that Genshu or this undiluted sake is not the default way of bringing sake into the world, right? So it definitely, sort of it definitely. sort of implies both of those things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because most of the sake is actually diluted um, right. after after the, the mash is pressed. Sure, and that dilution usually takes place just before bottling, Um and it has kind of three consequences, or or three, it it impacts the the sake at at three levels. The first one, obviously, is alcohol content. Um, I think Japanese brewers can be proud of the fact that the fermentation of rice in water using koji and sake yeast um, just brings fermentation to a, a very high alcohol content. About say about twenty or twenty two percent. Beyond that, it's not classified as sake, so I don't know many sake that or yeah. it doesn't classified as as Nihonshu. So I don't know many Nihonshu sure. that that go to that go that far.
0: Sure, um, they're out there, but they're few and far between. <laughs> yeah, me,
1: that's right. And so, uh, so the first impact of dilution is to bring the alcohol content down from let let's say twenty or nineteen twenty to. 13 and, and possibly no more 15 percent alcohol. Um, and again, if you think of the short, shoe, short shoe world, it's it's it should, I mean, it should resonate because um, shochu is it's the, the the produce of the single destination, the single distillation hmm. of a of, of a mash that usually results into an alcohol content of about 37 to 40 yeah. percent and but most shochu is put on the market at a lower alcohol content of, of about 25 percent um, yeah
0: yeah 40%. well and then you bring up a good point there and that this term this genshu isn't unique to sake that it, absolutely in, in that the meaning of it applies equally to both sake okay. and shochu yeah
1: And and so bringing the alcohol down, alcohol content down as, um, well, I I would say it's probably better for for health. And (laughs) and, um, um, the the average Japanese alcohol drinker might not be as resistant uh, or as strong uh, as uh, other um, bodies or other... Um, nationalities when it comes to uh, to alcohol, and the second thing is uh, it really truly facilitates food pairing. And we've said so many times on our program that um, sake is designed and brewed with the intention of serving it or pairing it with food. Uh, that our listeners should understand that just just bringing it, the sake. The uh, alcohol content down to about thirteen or fifteen percent um, makes it um, and an, a beverage which is easier to pair with with food. Yeah. Um, the the second impact is of course just changing the taste and the flavors of sake, and um, I certainly wouldn't say for the worse. Actually, it can be for the better because you're making it a more refreshing uh, drink um and 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 maybe more subtle uh, flavors and, and the third aspect that I obviously cannot neglect is the um economic impact of diluting sake with water because you 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 create um where you can, you can sell more more liquid
0: yeah, more and, more okay. yield essentially yeah yeah, more yield, yeah yeah absolutely so then I Yes, what then, why did you feel that this word in particular was important to, to focus on? Yeah, uh, well,
1: I think the the thing is that um, Genshu, he, over the last, say, 15, 20 years, I think what Genshu is associated with changed, has changed, mm-hmm. and continues to change. Um my personal view about what Genshu used to mean is um, was sort of a of a warning uh, to to the consumer uh, let's say fifteen years ago that okay uh, this sake is 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 really strong so it was yeah. associated with um, I'm warning you that what you're buying here is gonna um, feel strong and and probably will be associated with some with some bitterness um as 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 a final taste or an aftertaste. Um, but uh the, the the term itself became so in, in that sense it was not associated with 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 premium sake in in, in particular.
0: In a certain sense yeah
1: yeah and my my feeling is that in the last in the last few years that that's changed and and the word genshu is often associated with uh murokanama unfiltered unpasteurized and um it actually became something that consumers would be is, are actually looking for yeah or, or certain consumers are actually looking for
0: yeah um, Right Is there's this sort of increased, I guess, overall, I guess you could call it a, a trend, but consumer values leaning toward things that suggest lower intervention or yes, something absolutely. that is, yeah, clo- as close as possible to its native state of being. um, and and I guess Genshu, in a certain way, sort of implies that so you're 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 right i remember a long time it was always if it said genshu on the bottom it was on the bottle it was kind of like you have okay you ready for this it was kind of you felt yeah. like you have to brace your yeah. you brace yourself for for what might be in there and it might be delicious it was neither Absolutely good or bad yeah. it was mm-hmm. neither suggesting you know it, something positive nor negative but um you had a a bit of an idea as to the nature of the experience that was in the bottle. Whereas now you can still have Genshu, you can have Genshu on the label. And in terms of the, uh, the flavor and the experience and the weight and the body of what's in there, it doesn't necessarily communicate, you know, a, a unified experience. It can be very, light or easy drinking or even very very low abv for for sake you have a lot of genshus now that are 13 14% you know and so yeah. it's 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 a very different world we're living in <laughs> yeah.
1: and and there are two things to um keep in mind uh, there is um, it's as as you were saying it's not i mean genshu does not mean 20% alcohol yeah. anymore that's that's very clear and there are two things behind that the first thing is um the the brewer are i mean the brewers are, are able to control fermentation so that so that it has kind of a soft landing at a, a lower alcohol content that's the first thing that can happen yeah and the second thing which is which is technical is um, Genshu, as a word refers to a sake uh, that has not been diluted after pressing, but uh, it doesn't mean that water cannot be added before pressing. So you you can have um, sort of a dilution of the mash taking place before pressing, and and and. I, 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 by no means imply that it's a it's an economic or or yield driven decision. It's actually about controlling this very delicate last phase of fermentation, um, and water is like distilled alcohol for aruten sake. Are, yeah. are ways to control that last phase of fermentation? Yeah, and, and absolutely. Getting back to the to the image of the world, I mean, I, I don't know if you would agree with me, uh, Justin, but it, it kind of I mean, I kind of feel that something similar kind of happened with the word June Mai, for example. Sure. sure. Like it, it, um, the same way a consumer would say, oh, oh, it's June Mai. Positive thing. Yeah. Um, for many people, but not sure. everyone. Sure. Um, I, I would sometimes, I mean, hear my my fellow drinkers, oh, it's Kenshi. Like, meaning, yeah, it's, it yeah. that, that Kind of positive uh, um, connotation to it, like it's it's resonates like authenticity, straight run, uh, as you were saying, uh, something that hasn't been. I would
0: I would say the same with nama as well too. And now yeah, now we're throwing absolutely. in a whole bunch of a whole bunch of vocabulary that we haven't explained yet. We'll probably do another session to to include some of those as well too. But yeah, they're sort of all things that for an extended period of time didn't represent a standard they represented a certain version of the thing and as right people the inf- information started getting out there you know uh, a lot of consumers started saying well why does this have to happen or why does this have to be added or why does this have to be diluted or why does you know this have to be pasteurized or why does when they're all technically choices that don't they don't have to occur they're mm-hmm. merely choices um but they're informed choices right and in, in the interest of the flavor and the product and the experience that they're trying to deliver um and so they all sort of imply different things but i i think genshu the reason it's uh other one of the reasons i'm glad you picked this because you know it is it's uh, it's not deceptive but it's 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 confusing a bit and that it doesn't necessarily as i sort of mentioned earlier it doesn't necessarily represent a very singular experience anymore you know if you get it it's because for example you can do you know water additions you know throughout the fermentation process and you can like you said i like the way you put it so you control it so you can get sort of a soft landing um you know you're able to sort of cultivate you know, and sort of mold and shape the nature of that sake before pressing. And so it's just kind of, it's kind of interesting because it's, I mean, ginshu as a term, it's in a way, it's a very limited term. And it's really just referring to you pressed it. And then did you dilute it after that or not? Whereas you actually have so as a brewer or somebody making sake, you have so many other choices with regards to how you manage and handle and add or not add water all throughout the process, you know it's 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 something that happens to varying degrees from the second you start putting things in tanks, you know and so it's 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 kind of an interesting term in that sense, and that it's it's in a way it's almost beginning to almost cease to have meaning in a way
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that's so. yeah, yeah, I think that's what you're really right I mean it's It's kind of more uh, sort of an approach uh, of of how you want to present your sake rather than a description of the sake uh, yeah. or, or what it, what that sake is.
0: Sure, sure. I said, and probably as we kind of get closer to that, you know, is you're starting to see a lot of breweries sort of maybe drop vocabulary from their from their bottles because it just isn't representative you're starting starting to see that kind of across the board it's it's maybe genshu down the road it might kind of start to disappear maybe as well too just because it doesn't necessarily imply a whole lot or it implies it's implying less and less and then the instances where it comes back who knows? It might end up being down the road. It is in those situations again where it's a where it's a high ABV sake. <laughs> okay, maybe they'll it'll start to be used in that way again as as the as the current sort of nomenclature becomes more um I guess, I guess vague. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But people seem to seem to like their genji, so there's a lot more of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if you if you know of a brewery that is doing hundred percent kenshu, but uh, clearly there are a number of breweries that I'm thinking of who are almost entirely doing unfiltered sake, for example. Sure. Modoka. so they don't need to put it in the label because we know yeah. it's, it's it's Yeah. It's, there will, there will be no fine filtration. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, as you're saying, maybe kenshu is it's, the, it's, it's going to be the same. It's going to disappear because of that.
0: It's kind of going to start to almost cease to have meaning to it to a degree and so we'll have to attach meaning to it again maybe somewhere down the road as is, is, is trends and tastes and times ta- change. We shall see. We shall see, but that's for another day down the road. For today, that was Genshu. Thanks so much for bringing that to the table, Sebastian. That, no, I mean, that, that was good. Yeah,
1: I thought that was... Um... An interesting, I would say, on and and dynamic. Uh, it's it's a word that has that has a history, and that history um, just shows that um, change. That that I mean, there is an there, there's been an evolution about about what it means. That's why it's something that you have to keep on your on your radar screen.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's it. and so and I'm I'm glad we were able to. Help uh, communicate uh, the nuance of that uh, with our listeners today. Uh, thanks to your help. So I really appreciate that.
1: Christine, it's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, we'll talk to you again here soon. Thanks. Thank you. And that will do it for one more episode of Sake On Air. If you have any questions about Genshu or anything else sake or shochu related, you can reach out to us at questions at sakeonair.com or feel free to share your Genshu love with us over at at sake on air on instagram twitter or facebook the show here is brought to you with the fantastic support of the japan sake and shochu makers association and whenever we can is recorded and broadcast from the japan sake and shochu information center located in the heart of tokyo the show is a production by Potsuke productions with audio work by mr frank walker That'll do it for this week's mini vocab series. And that was Genshu. And we were sake on air, and we'll be back again in just a couple weeks. Until then, kampai.